Hey guys, it's Dr. Poland here from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab Radio. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting our channel and listening to all the great content that we have coming out. Because our goal here is to help every community stay active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. And so bringing these guests on is going to help us accomplish that goal. Now to help further support our channel so we can spread the message to more people, I would really appreciate it if you could hit that like and subscribe button on our page to make sure that one, you get notifications of when a new episode drops and you can share it to your friends and family. So thanks so much. We so appreciate your support. Now, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Poland here from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab Radio. Today I have an awesome guest with me today. She's a really great friend of me. She's the owner and operator of Eat Practical here in Edwardsville, Illinois. Her name is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how's it going? I am doing great. How about you? Wonderful. Thanks. So Sarah, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about what you do and how Eat Practical helps our community? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Sarah. Like uh, Dr. Pollen mentioned, I'm a registered dietitian and I own my own company called Eat Practical. And what we do there um, is use kind of a functional and integrative approach and nutrition to help people navigate autoimmune, weight loss, um, diabetes, all of those things that can be greatly assisted by diet. And you know, that's so huge in the wellness paradigm because there's all this research that's coming out nowadays that says, you know, you need to be exercising at least 30 minutes a day, if not more. You need to be having a healthy diet and managing stress. And it's just a host of how diet and nutrition really plays a part in every aspect of that. So I really appreciate that I was just able to connect with you and learn more about what you and Eat Practical has to offer. So let me ask you this first question, because I I, I always like to know a lot about the people who I who I I'm trying to develop this networking referral, if you will. And the first thing I always ask people is like, did you always want to be a dietitian? Yeah, I knew always in some capacity that I wanted to work with teaching and foods and nutrition. Um, I remember my favorite project in high school was over the Peak Guy Pyramid. I loved cooking at an early age um, and I love educating. So yes, to some extent, I knew this was definitely a field I wanted to be in. That's great. So can you kind of just give me an idea? Because I don't think, I mean, to be quite frank with you, and I'm ashamed to admit this, I don't exactly know the criteria that you would have to go through to become a registered dietitian. So what exactly is the educational pathway you would have to be to go through to get your RD? Yeah, so you actually have to have a, a four-year degree plus a master's at this point. So about six years of schooling. And then what makes us a little bit different from, you know, a health coach or just someone who claims to be a nutritionist is we also have to have a thousand hours of supervised clinical experience. And then every five years we have to complete, um, you know, 75 continuing education credits. So a lot of education to be able to um, understand the space clinically um, working with patients with really um, complex chronic disease. Wow. A thousand hour of it, of practical clinical experience. And yeah. Within that, those 1,000 hours, is it just in one setting or are you rotated in a host of different areas? Yeah, you're rotated and some of it you have some, you have to do clinical, um, you have to do some in food service management, 
um, community. And again, that community experience can be a, a, a broad variety of different things. But yeah, we get kind of a speckling of, of different experiences. That's so cool. I love that. So, you know, you've had if you don't, if you don't mind me asking, remind me one more time, how many years have you been in practice? Well, I have been in the foods and nutrition space probably at this point, uh, 17 years. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. And I know, I mean, just from our previous discussion that we had was whenever you were going through practice, you've had some ups and downs and some roller coasters. I like to call it, if you will. And, you know, in nutrition, there's so much stuff that's going out nowadays about how you know, everyone needs to be on the keto diet or the paleo diet or the vegan diet or, or whatnot. So if, if I had to ask you this, what would you say there was one thing in your field of expertise that you would say no one else really agrees with your approach? Yeah, um, I think that would have, you know, calories in versus calories out is the only thing that matters with weight loss. So, um, you know, I've experienced a patient sitting across from me eating 800 calories, exercising two hours a day, um, and sometimes gaining weight, definitely not losing weight. And so there, obesity, weight loss is such a complex thing that involves hormones, the types of foods, genetics, um, that, that while there does have to be a calorie deficit, there's so much more that plays into a person's ability to find a healthy body weight. And, you know, today's foods and, and practices are, are, can be so damaging to the metabolism and hormones. And so it, it's much more of a complex picture to, to look at. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And, you know, even from my short time in practice, I've seen a lot of people have those same concerns about how their hormones are really affecting their ability to lose weight and sometimes even to gain weight, it seems like mm -hmm. in some perspectives. And it seems like from the complexity of it, they really need to see an expert in something like that because it's not just simple calories, calories out. It is a host of different things that can go wrong with that. Absolutely. So let me ask you this next question because you've been in practice for quite some time, like you already mentioned. And I imagined you've also have seen a lot of changes in the profession and you probably had some students come by and shadow you or even pick your brain. And so for anyone who's listening to this podcast and they're considering entering the field of dietetics, nutritional area, what would be that one piece of advice that you want to give someone starting out their career? Yeah, a hundred percent invest in your education continually. So in the space of, of just medicine and health and nutrition, we're, we learn more and more every day. And so to give your patients the best care, you have to stay on top of your education. You have to continually be expanding your knowledge, um, networking, partnering, um, picking the brains of other experts, you know, having good mentors and shadowing other people. So never stop learning. If you think you're done learning when you graduate, you're, you're very misinformed because you learn so much too from experiences of others as well and just never stop learning. Yeah, exactly. And you hit it right on the right on the nail, if you will, because I had a great mentor in undergrad who always told me there's multiple ways of, of doing something but getting the same result. Like having two plus two equals four, but so does four plus zero, something like that. There's different way yeah. avenues to get the same result and it all works the same. Because, I, and I know from our, past discussions we've had, you've always mentioned that there are multiple ways of guiding someone to get the same outcome, if you will. 
Yeah. And I think that's where you have to think about each patient as an individual. And I think this is what's great about the functional and integrative approach is it takes that whole person and it investigates what are their particular needs? What are their genetics? What is their lifestyle? And like you said, there can be a lot of different ways to help that person get towards success. Absolutely. I love it. So let me ask you this next question. And, you know, we've kind of dived into some of this as well, but like I've mentioned before, you've had a plethora of experience practice wise. You've had a lot of ups and downs of the roller coaster, like I once said. So if you were to share with us, what would you probably be your most important lesson that you've learned over your course of your career? Listening, <laughs> the art of <laughs> listening, because, um, you know, I can have a patient that comes in and based on all the information they've given me up front, I think I have an idea of, of what direction we might head or what they need or where, where they feel like the best places to start. And it can be totally different than what I thought. And had I not asked those questions and gleaned that information from the patient and listened, I might spend an hour giving them a bunch of information that they don't find useful. And then they leave um, my office with, with nothing to move forward with. So you have to be willing to listen and to hear, and that will allow for more meaningful time with a patient. I love it. And, you know, I think we talked about this one time before is that we were born with two ears and one mouth for a reason. We just need to just shut up and just listen to what the patient's telling us because they're going to tell us everything we need to know what's going on with them. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I won't take up much more of your time. Uh, because I know you're a busy bee and I just really appreciate you hopping on our podcast and just giving us a little bit insight about what you do and what Eat Practical does. Um, you Throughout my educational journey, you know, I had to rely on a ton of people for help and I consider them great mentors to this day. Mm-hmm. And I imagine through your six years of schooling to get your master's and then your thousand hours of your rotations, your internships, and then taking the final board exam and then continuing that educational journey to get your CEUs done, what would you say would be the most important professional mentor that you've had throughout your journey? Yeah. So, you know, in addition to my um, dietetics degree and licensure, um, I have been part of a program called Next Level Functional Nutrition for the last three years, working on um, my functional and integrative certification. And my mentor there is Susan Allen. She's been a dietitian, I don't know, 30, 40 years. She's been in the space and her knowledge is huge in just how everything we touch in our lives from foods to our environment, to our stress, to our sleep, all impact our health and can be a part of that healing of chronic disease. And so um, she's just been a very um, important mentor for me in, in what we can do to help patients and people heal. You know, that's, that's, it's just kind of reminded of a conversation that we had once before regarding how you were talking with one of your past mentors and they were mentioning you, you two were having a discussion. You mentioned about vitamin K2. Yeah. And I, I know when we first talked, I was like, what is vitamin K2? I thought it was just <laughs> vitamin K and that was it. And so I have been trying to look at so much research about it and it is just completely over my head. So I, it's going to be a, a subject that I'm going to need to pick your brain on a little bit yeah. more with that. If you don't mind, can you give us a little bit of insight on vitamin K2? Yeah, K2 is not a well-known vitamin. We all think about K1, which is our clotting vitamin. 
But K2, and I think we had talked about it in the sense of um, how nutrients work in partnership. And so this is something I'll get asked a lot. Well, my doctor recommended I go on calcium and it's like, well, I, you know, calcium is great and it's important, but it also partners with K2 to do its job. So calcium doesn't end up in the wrong place in your soft tissues and, and causes plaque buildup. So K2 has many roles in the body, but one of its main things it does is it's kind of like a traffic cop. It directs calcium where to go in the body. So again, we stay safe from getting that calcium in the wrong spaces. Um, it, it helps with brain function. It's been used uh, as treatment in Alzheimer's disease. Um, it athletes can benefit from K2 from endurance. Uh, so again, it's, it's role is huge. There's not a ton of food sources in our country. Natto is a big one in Asian countries. Um, grass fed butter can be used here. And sometimes making sure we have enough foods that feed K1 can then the, we, our bacteria can sometimes synthesize a little K2, but again, we're going to use up that K1. And if we don't have enough, then we'll be low in K2 as well. So it's, it's huge from bone health to mental health, um, just to sports, to energy, endurance, all of those things. I love it. Like I said, I, it's completely, the research is over my head. So I need to just look more into it. And then I, of course, I'm going to be picking your brain more on it as well. Um, like I said, you know, I've taken a lot of your time already and I don't want to waste much more of it, but I have just two quick questions and I'll let you sneak out for the day. Uh, you know, not just for me, but I'm sure our audience is always trying to learn more about, we have a solid foundation of Sarah, the dietitian. You're an expert in your field. You're also a business owner. You offer a service to the community that everyone could benefit from. But we also want to know more about Sarah, the person. So if you could give us your top three book recommendations, what would they be and why? Yeah. So um, some of them that come to mind that I think a lot of people would find useful and interesting. Um, the first one was the Circadian Code by Sachin Panda. And it emphasizes like our meal timing. You know, in America, we are just like the snacking country. You know, we just eat 24 seven. And so it really emphasizes how you know, not necessarily uh, fasting in, in really restrictive, but even eating in kind of a 10 hour window, 12 hour window, what we're seeing as far as health and health benefits of that. So it's very, it's very fascinating. Um, we mentioned K2, vitamin K2 and the calcium paradox um, is another really good book that talks about how nu nutrients need to be in partnership. So when we mega dose vitamin C, you know, how does that affect other antioxidants? When we mega dose calcium, but we don't have you know, the other fundamentals of things like D and K2, how can that impact our health? So it's a, it's a very interesting read. And then um, my third one would be The Good Gut by Justin and Eric Sonneberg. And it demonstrates the importance of fiber and how limited the American diet is in fiber and how this is affecting our microbiomes and our, we're more bacteria than we are human cell and how this is then affecting everything from our mental health to our physical health and just ways to get more fiber into the diet. And so those would be kind of three that I think a lot of people would find interesting and, and benefit from. That's great. I, I love those recommendations. And I wrote those down from our last discussion that we had, and I need to start reading them. I just have a, a host of other books that other people have told me to read. So I'm trying yeah. to get through the library as best I can. Um, well, Sarah, like I said, thanks again for hopping on this podcast. It really means a lot. You know, if anyone wants to learn more about Sarah and eat practical, what would be the best way to reach out to you? 
Yeah, I would say start with our website, www.eatpractical.com. It kind of tells you some different services that we offer. Um, you know, we are an insurance-based practice. So a lot of people have nutrition benefits that often are covered at 100%. So if you're struggling with anything um, very clinical, uh, whether it's, you know, diabetes, autoimmune, or you're just looking to improve your health, you know, definitely go to our website, um, reach out to us uh, there, see what we have to offer, see if we're a good fit, and we can go from there. Perfect. Now you do in-person appointments. Do you also do telehealth appointments? Yeah, we do virtual and in, in person. And, and one of the benefits uh, of COVID has, has created more access for people virtually and, and along with insurance coverage, which has been great. That is great. I love it. All right, everyone, this is Dr. Pullen from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab. Thanks again, Sarah, for hopping on this podcast. It means a lot. And we'll see you guys at the next episode. Thanks so much. Yep, thanks, Dr. Pollen. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Point here again. I so appreciate you listening to our podcast. I know you probably got a lot out of it that you can help implement into your day-to-day activities and lifestyle. So like I said before, I would really appreciate you to help support our channel as we grow to go into other communities so we can achieve our goal of making sure everyone is active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. So how we're going to do that is that by going to our page, hitting like and subscribe so you get notifications and when a new episode drops, and you can help share it to your friends and family. So this is Dr. Pullen. Thanks again for listening. I so appreciate it. Have a great day.